Hello and welcome to the Hot Rod Bible Study where tonight we're going to continue our study in the book of Job. We'll be in chapter 32 and we'll do a little bit into chapter 33 as well. So what I'd like you to do is put your bookmark in Job right now because we're going to move over to Psalm real quickly. Uh, we're going to read Psalm 46 and I think you might uh, recognize this once I get into it. It's kind of funny this past weekend it seemed like everywhere I turned Psalm 46 was coming up and I thought okay Lord I get it maybe that's what I should read Thursday night so here we go it says God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble therefore we will not fear even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with me. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes the war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. And here it is. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. That's what we need to hold on to now during these crazy times we're in. That God is, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And we need to what? Be still and know that he is God. Uh, this past weekend, my friend, Pastor Greg Opine, put it really well. He said, you're going along, and you say something, and it says, be still. Shh. You come up with a question, no, no. Shh. Trust in the Lord. That was really good. I hope he doesn't mind me stealing his line, but I just thought that was A number one. So, that's what we need to be thinking of during these times. So, if you could join me in prayer, I'd sure appreciate it. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you that we get to study your word and to know that you're the one who's in charge, not us. No matter, no matter how we want to be in charge and no matter how much we mess things up when we try to be in charge, we know that you are in charge and we just need to be still and listen for that. Lord, please bless the study. Help us to, to uh, gain uh, a closer walk with you through it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. Now, last week, we ended up with this. Well, there's five words. Actually, six. It's the words of Job ended. So, Job was done with his uh, summary oh, uh, defense of all of his actions because he's been accused of being a you name it, he's been accused of it. So he's done with that. Now we introduce 
a new guy by the name of Elihu, and you will uh, find this interesting, I'm sure. Starts off chapter 32, verse 1, where it says, So these three men ceased answering Job, because he was righteous in his own eyes. Then the wrath of Elihu, the son of Barakel, the Buzite, of the family of Ram, was aroused against Job. His wrath was aroused because he justified himself rather than God. Also against his three friends, his wrath, wrath was aroused because they had found no answer and yet had condemned Job. Now, because they were years older than he, Elihu had waited to speak to Job. When Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men, his wrath was aroused. So Elihu, the son of Barakel, the Buzite, answered and said, I am young in years, and you are very old. Therefore I was afraid, and I dared not declare my opinion to you. I said, Age should speak, and the multitude of years should reach wisdom. But there is a spirit in a man, and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. Great men are not always wise, nor do the aged always understand justice. Therefore I say, a little breezy in here, therefore I say, listen to me, I also will declare my opinion. Indeed, I waited for your words. I listened for your reasonings while you searched out what to see. I say, I, I paid close attention to you, and surely not one of you convinced Job or answered his words. Lest you say, we have found wisdom, God will vanquish him, not man. Now he has not directed his words against me, so I will not answer him with your words. They're dismayed and answer no more. Words escape them. I have waited because they did not speak, because they stood still and answered no one. I also will answer my part. I too will declare my opinion, for I am full of words. The spirit within me compels me. Indeed, my belly is like wine that has no vent. It is ready to burst like new wineskins. I will speak that I may find relief. I will open my lips and answer. Let me not, I pray, show partiality to anyone, nor let me falter any man. Pardon me, flatter any man. For I do not know how to flatter. Else my maker would soon take me away. And it continues on in chapter 33 for a bit here, where it says, Please, Job, hear my speech and listen to all my words. Now I open my mouth, my tongue speaks in my mouth, my words come from my upright heart, my lips utter pure knowledge. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. If you can answer me, set your words in order before me. Take your stand. Truly I am as your spokesman before God. I also have been informed, I also have been formed out of clay. Surely no fear of me will terrify you, nor will my hand be heavy on you. And that's where we're going to stop for this evening. All right. Here we are being introduced to Elihu, where he starts off by saying, So these three men 
ceased answering Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. Uh, they, they felt that there was no convincing Job that uh, he was at fault here, and, and that's the reason why he's in the position that he's in. And they figured there was no convincing him any other way. Verse 2, then the wrath of Elihu, and by, by the way, it means my God is he, Elihu, the son of Barakel, the Buzite, the family of Ram, was aroused against Job. His wrath was aroused because he justified himself rather than God. Okay, here we have Elihu's uh, genealogy, where we did not have it with any of these other guys. You know, but so far we've had Zophar and Bildad and Eliphaz. Now, none of these guys, we didn't have their bona fides. All we really have is where they were from. But here we have their genealogy. Uh, it's kind of like for my LSR buddies. Uh, Billy Latin is the son of Bill Latin, the current SETA president, who, and also the grandson of Jim Latin, a former SETA uh, president. So you kind of get that, like Larry Dixon Jr. being the son of Larry Dixon who won the Winter Nationals back in 69 or whatever. But see, there's the whole deal. It's given, given his genealogy so you can understand who this Elihu is. And he goes on to say that uh, it would, he was aroused against Job, and his wrath was aroused because he justified himself rather than God. He was feeling that Job was resting on his own morals. Look at how neato I am instead of saying what God had done in his life. And so this aroused our friend Elihu. Okay, verse 3. And he was also, and also against the three friends, his wrath was aroused because they had found no answer and yet had condemned Job. Uh, he, I guess he has equal anger towards both sides in this. Uh, he's upset with Job because Job is, uh, he feels that Job is justifying himself by his own actions, which none of us can. Remember that. None of us can justify ourselves by our own actions. Because why? Because we are not perfect. We can't fulfill the Ten Commandments. We can't fulfill the law. The only one who could do that was Jesus Christ. And praise God he did, because he paid the price for our sins. As my father would say, only one perfect man in this world, and we crucified him. So here it is. Uh, Elihu already thinks that Job is puffing himself up, and now he's also upset with the other three guys, because they're just talking and not listening. Well, that seems to be a, uh, a real problem that we can have now and again. Okay. It says here, then in verse 4, now because they were older than he, Elihu had waited to speak to Job. Now, that's good. Here he is, he's showing respect. Uh, I don't think the children should be seen and not heard, but I don't think they ought to interrupt either. I don't think young guys ought to interrupt guys. I don't think anybody should interrupt somebody. Uh, but if he was showing respect by waiting his turn to say something. Verse 5, it says, When Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth 
of these three men, his wrath was aroused. He was he finally had enough. Verse 6. So Elihu, the son of Barakel the Buzite, answered and said, I am young in years, and you are very old. Very old. Well, right about now, our hero joke's about 70 years old. Now, I have a lot of friends who might be thinking right now or saying, well, that's not so old. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, well, that's not so old either. And especially if you put it in context, uh, our hero Job ended up being 140. So I guess Job wasn't that old. He, but in the eyes of Elihu, he was. And I have a pretty good idea in the eyes of my grandchildren and a lot of other people, I'm an old timer too. I don't know if I'd say very Okay, so anyway, I thought that was funny. You know, you were very old, therefore I was afraid and I dared not declare my opinion to you. Verse seven, I said, age should speak and the multitude of years should, there's the key word, should teach wisdom. Now he goes on to say, but there is a spirit in a man and the breath of the almighty gives him understanding. Okay, uh, F.B. Myers says it this way, we have been trying to know, the, know God by the intellect, by reading the Bible intellectually, by endeavoring to, to apprehend human systems. There is, however, a deeper and truer method. There is a spirit in a man. Open your spirit to the divine spirit as you open a window to the sunny air. And what he's saying here is, okay, it's great to get into this intellectually. I mean, and, and I'm having, I'm having a ball. I hope you are too. It's neat knowing these other little things and why this is going this way, who Elihu is, and what's going on. Uh, but on the other hand, you have to ask the Holy Spirit to open your heart to receive these things. You know, you're not just going to get it through here because a lot of times getting from here to here takes a lot. Uh, I had a relative who could, and, and being German, he could recite the entire Luther's small catechism in German. Wahoo! Didn't believe a word of it. Also didn't believe a word of the Bible. He was intellectually involved but the Holy Spirit hadn't opened his heart. He was not spiritually involved. His heart was not open to it. We need to remember that when we are studying God's Word. Okay. Now, uh, we're going on to say in verse 9, great men are not always wise. <laughs> and the aged, all don't, and nor do the aged, pardon me, always understand justice. Grace men are not always wise. We have seen people who are pretty darn bright who couldn't figure out lefty-loosey, righty-tighty. Of course, that's coming from a guy who is mechanically inclined. I'll tell you what, there are a lot of things I don't understand that others do, so I'm not trying to put anybody down. But there are people who are educated beyond their wisdom. They don't know what the saying is. They don't know how to get out of the rain if it starts raining. Okay, very good. But the other thing he's pointing out here is, nor do the aged always understand justice. Well, my thought is, nor do the aged always understand. And here's case in point. 
Uh, I think all of us, when we're younger, have talked to our older friends, possibly relatives, dad, uncles, whomever, and come up with an idea that we thought was great and had it dismissed because we were considered too young. Okay. Well, I have to say that uh, a number of years ago, we were putting a uh, Jericho airship to flexless five-speed in my friend Mike Ferguson's D-Gas Roaster. Boy, this is a hot ticket, man, and it's, it is, it really is a beautiful transmission. And we got to put it in the car, and the way the chassis is, it would not just bolt in. And then we tried removing some of the airship mechanism, moving it somewhere else to get it to work, just would not work. And we're thinking, man, we're gonna have to move some tubes out of this chassis. It was not, you know, it was not a happy day. Well, this young guy was working for us, and he came up and says, well, why don't you just rotate the transmission 45 degrees? And of course I answer, being the smart guy that I am, oh, you can't do that, because that'll throw off all the oiling in the transmission. So the next day, Mike calls up Jericho, tells him the dilemma, they, you know what they said? Well, why don't you just rotate the transmission 45 degrees? And I thought, okay, now we've got the old timer who won't listen to young guys. This is what Eliehu, I think, might feel that he's coming up against. We'll deal more with him as, as time goes on, but this is where he's coming from. Okay, he says, uh, verse 10, therefore I say, listen to me, I also will declare my opinion. I listen to your reasonings while you searched out what to say. In other words, he's saying, okay, I've listened to you, I've listened to you guys, now it's your turn to listen to me. Okay, I pay close attention to you. And surely not one of your words convinced Job or answered his words. Hmm. Okay. Lest you say we have found wisdom, God will vanquish him, not man. Okay. He is really kind of uh, warning uh, Zilpath and uh, Bildad and Zophar about their pride. And quite honestly, for those of you who've been hanging out through this study, you can see how these guys are pretty bright. They're telling Job how to do it. And so he's trying to say to them, uh, lest you have found wisdom, God will vanquish him, not man. He's trying to say, you guys let your pride get in the way. Verse 14. Now he has not directed his words against me, so I shall not answer him with your words. He, meaning Job. Okay, he's saying that Job hasn't directed his words to Elihu, that guy, and uh, he says, I'll, I'll answer with my own words. So, it, it kind of makes sense, you know, he's, he's not going to parrot what the other guy said, he's going to come up with it in his own way. So, verse 15, they were are dismayed and answer to no one. Words escape them. They're pretty much talked out. Okay, and I have waited because they did not speak, because they stood still and answered no more. I also will answer my part. I too will declare my opinion. Verse 18 says, For I am full of words, and believe you me, we are going to find that out here <laughs> in the coming five chapters. Uh, yeah. He 
he, uh, he is kind of full of words. The spirit within me compels me. Indeed, my belly is like wine that has no vent. It is ready to burst like wineskins. Fermenting wine that doesn't have a vent to escape, the bottle will blow up. Uh, some of you guys, I know, make homebrew beer. Uh, if you do, uh, I'm always up for it. But, no, but anyway, uh, and you'll know that if you don't have everything just right, you get too much yeast in it, whatever the deal is, you'll blow the bottle up or whatever. Uh, my grandmother had a next door neighbor by the name of Maisie Schrader. And uh, she, uh, she did some camping. Well, we were over visiting one time. I think it had to have been New Year's Day. Now, my father on New Year's loved to let off firecrackers. And his favorite one to let off would be an M80. He'd like to do that. He'd sneak out while we're having some family discussion or whatever and toss one out and shake everybody up. Well, my brother, sister, and I were uh, tasked to go over and talk to the Schraders, bring them something to, I don't know, a uh, plate of food or whatever. And <laughs> come to find out, Maisie's down in the basement thinking that maybe some of her cannon blew up. And uh, I don't know if we finked on my dad or not to say that that's what blew up. But that's the, that's the idea where he's saying here is that, hey, you know what? Uh, these things, uh, when they're fermenting, there's a lot of carbon dioxide that goes out. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna blow up. Okay. It is ready to burst like new wineskins. He's talking about his belly. He's so full of things that he wants to say. And he says, I will speak that I may find relief. You know, it's just like a little kid coming up and ooh, 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 or on. Oh, yeah, there it is. Welcome back, Potter. Some of you guys are old enough to remember that show and... and uh, Oh, what was that guy's name? Epstein, was that it? Epstein, yeah, he, he'd say, ooh, 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 and want to answer. Well, that's what, this is what I think Ellie, Ellie, whose name should really be is Epstein, because this is what he's doing. He says, it, it's ready to burst like new wineskins. I will speak that I might find relief. I must open my lips and answer. Goes on, verse 21, let me not, I pray, show partiality to anyone nor let me flatter any man. And I've added here, except with the possible exception of myself. Because <laughs> we'll find out Ellie who's going to call himself too. For I do not, I do not know how to flatter. Sure. Else my maker would soon take me away. Now we're in chapter 33, and it's under the uh, heading of Elihu contradicts Job. We're getting into that through that chapter. Okay. Verse 1 says, But please, Job, hear my words. Hear my speech, pardon me, and listen to all my words. Please, Job. You know, the other guys weren't as forward as Elihu in addressing him in such a manner. Didn't call him by his name. But Elihu sure did. He says, Please, Job, hear my speech. And listen to all my words. And here's, here it all comes down. Listen to all my words. Now I will open my mouth. My tongue speaks in my mouth. My words come from my upright heart. My lips utter pure knowledge. The Spirit of God has made me. One thing I have to say is, oh my. 
Because that's what he's going on about. My, my, oh my. And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Well, you know, he is, he is right about one thing. Uh, that the Lord Almighty is the one who created us. If we didn't create ourselves. You know, that's, that's the thing. Uh, there's another saying that self-made men have a tendency to worship their creator. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we, we know about that. And you know what? I'm not trying to run anybody down because I have opened my mouth and bragged about how neat I am too. You ever do that? You get into a contest where, <laughs> where some guy tells you about all the stuff that he's done and you tell them about what you've done, you never feel good about it. It really doesn't work. I like the idea of just keeping your mouth shut when those things come up. Okay. Verse 5. If you can answer me, set your words in order before me and take your stand. He's challenging our hero, Job. Verse 6, truly I am as your spokesman before God. I also have been formed of the clay. He's saying, I'm the guy. I am the guy. Surely no fear of me will terrify you, nor will my hand be heavy on you. John Masson puts it this way, despite all the good that might be said of Elihu, the fact remains that he really is an astonishingly <laughs> Astonishingly, you'll like this, pompous little windbag. Hmm. He takes the in first the entire first chapter, for example, plus portions of the second, simply to clear his throat and announce that he has something to say. Listen to me. Well, we will listen to him a little bit more in the coming weeks. Uh, why is this in the Bible and what good is it for us in the 21st century? Now, I always like to say that I'm a 20th century guy trying to do his best to make it through the 21st century, but what it has for us is like the whole book. We have Job, who is in dire straits. He's lost everything. He's, he's, uh, he's in ill health. Uh, his wife has even told him to curse God and die. Uh, he's not... He's not doing very well. He can barely uh, sleep at night because of the sores on the bottom of his feet, the top of his head. He's lost weight. He's a mess. It smells bad. People run from him. And then he has his friends trying to offer him advice. And they're not helping out. Now, Job, through all this time, where's God in this? God's there. We will see that as we go on further. God is there. And that's the same thing that happens with us. And boy, I think this is timely. Did I plan this out because I knew COVID-19 would be coming along? No. We started the book of Job, and as my friends will say, how long ago? Forever. forever. Yeah, that's it. For a long time. It's been forever, it seems. But you know what? It's to get through our pea brains. Our, if you're like me, thick skull. It takes a while to get all this stuff and, and to swallow it and to digest it and get it from here to here. So that's why we're studying this book. And here we see that we also got a young guy that he's well-meaning, but he's leaving God out of the equation. We 
We need to never do that. We need to continue to trust in God that He is with, her, with us even though we're struggling. All of us believers can have that assurance. As the hymn says, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Please join me in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you that you do give us your word that we can study so that we can be closer to you. That, that's your desire, is to have a relationship with us. Lord, that's what we return want to do too is to have a relationship with you. So we thank you for that. We thank you for the blessings that you bestow upon us. Most of all, the blessing of salvation through your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray this. I'd like to give a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you give you his peace.